And we're live. Welcome to Lots of Pulp. I'm Julian. And I'm Chris. And last night we had a raging disco party, bringing back the 70s. Disco tech. We, what songs did we play? Uh, it's Raining Men. That was, a, that was a good one. That was a hit. Everyone loved it. But disco's coming back. That's the, uh, that's the word on the streets right now. Bell bottoms are in. <laughs> That's what's that's what's Danny that's what Danny is saying. I can't speak. Um, yeah, he loves disco. Ever since he saw guys. Studio Fifty Four, he was just on fire about it. No regulations. They were they're pretty much going crazy. I mean, I think it's really just that nostalgic thing well, that is. Can you explain what 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 is Studio Fifty Four? I forgot. In L.A., I mean, in um, in New York City, there was. This uh, this nightclub that that opened up and it was just a wild nightclub. Like mm. we were going so hard, and it would be this release from from the city, the stress of the city. People would go and just get wild at at this at this nightclub. Let's and, get loud. <laughs> Let's get loud. And yeah, but it it ended up getting shut down for like money laundering or or something. I don't know all the details, but. But People they were, were just like absolutely wild. Like it was just. Yeah, it sounds crazy. It's like a loud frat party. <laughs> that's a, gets a noise complaint every day. Every single day, and then tax evasion. Okay, <laughs> that's a that's a good combo. Yeah, winning, winning combo. But last night at the disco party, I met this, I met this girl who was moving to China. To grow lab-grown meats, mm, and yeah. and was going to uh, try to create this mass manufacturable, scalable meat synthetic meat production system that could eventually be cheaper than other types of meat. Like you could think like chicken nuggets or burgers. Yeah, yeah, burger meat, for yeah. example. What do you think about lab-grown meats? I mean, I've been reading a lot about it. I actually you know, subscribed to a couple food uh, food newsletters. Um, and I'm in this, this Slack that is called, like, I think it's called the Shoujin Meat Project. Um, you can look it up on Google. It's really interesting. I think it's in Japan. Hmm. Um, you know, Asia is really, really ahead of the game when it comes to synthetic meat. Um, and really, the, the main selling points of it is that it's it's cleaner, right? So... Mm-hmm. There's virtually no emissions that are associated with it, to my understanding. Just the electricity. Just usage. the electricity it's very it uses. Energy intensive. Right, but you can you can hook that up to like a smart renewable energy grid. For you sure. Know, in the direction we're going, in the direction China is going. For sure. With you know, they have so they are they are very green. You, you know, even though they have a bunch of coal plants, they're starting. The they're large, starting it. Yeah, the largest solar. I think they're also the biggest wind company in the. Yeah, Goodwin. Or maybe that's right after Denmark or. Yeah, Vestas Wind Systems is the, is the Vest, number yeah. one. Uh, second, I think, is Goodwin. But back to this, this, uh, this synthetic meat, what they do is they, they can go into, say, a pig. They'll, they'll take a fat cell, <laughs> and then they will they'll isolate, the, they'll isolate the stem cells within that fat cell. They'll duplicate those stem cells, and then they can turn those cells into mm. anything, like more fats, proteins, bones, tendons. Through, through mitosis. Yeah, through mitosis <laughs> and meiosis. 
And <laughs> she told me that if she, she could take a piece of my fat and essentially make a clone of me. Nice. We Which is just mind-blowing. No. <laughs> it's just, that's crazy. And she's going to this place where they, there was the, the CRISPR baby making this new, mm-hmm. essentially this new species of human, almost. Where Yeah, that's a slippery slope. There. Do you do you have any details on that that CRISPR CRISPR baby? Yeah. Um. So basically, there was that scientist that, you know, China. this is a national. You know, we have the capabilities of of cloning and also of of doing genetic of genetically modifying. Mm-hmm. You know, humans genomes. We yeah. can splice in CRISPR. The CRISPR technology allows us to do this very easily and identify and replicate very quickly, um, when combined with another process, but the it's 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 up to a lot of ethical debate right like are you what are what is the what's the what are the repercussions of creating mm-hmm. like potentially a new species a new superhuman mm-hmm. right and then like is that the new type of warfare right you create an extremely resistant person you you know extremely long life you can make them more intelligent you know mm-hmm. like this is like lucy you could pre in the real world you could pre code them to be uh, better able to merge with machines and that's insane yeah so imagine facebook puts a chip in your head (laughs) zuckerberg just in there forever (laughs) jarvis post my profile (laughs) but it turns out that this um this chinese researcher was the crispr the first created the first crispr baby that we know of um Without the, permission. Without permission. And the argument was that it was for preventing HIV AIDS in, in this new baby. But it turns out that the same parts of the genome that he was targeting also affect intelligence. So that seems like a, a pretty large coincidence. Mm. Maybe this guy was trying to create you know, this incredibly intelligent baby using genetic modifications. Yeah. And... It's like Sheen from Jimmy Neutron when he's... <laughs> <laughs> My God. But, I mean, it's, it's really an, a difficult question because there is the ethical concerns on the other side as well where you could... If I could be preventing my kid from inheriting my Parkinson's, for example, my grandpa died of Parkinson's, and I'm, I, might, I might have Parkinson's. So if I could ensure that my kid won't have that, Right? Wouldn't that be more ethical? If I have the choice, yes or yeah. no, right? Do I want, should I let my kid be born in a natural way where there is. They're predisposed. They're predisposed to Parkinson's, you know, a bunch of other. Whatever sh- else is shitty, wrong with you. Yeah, I've got like probably a bunch of <laughs> shitty stuff. Like, you know, like some of my tendons get clotted, like my hands sometimes. I feel. Really? Yeah, I like, like this, this thing, or no, this thing, it's like in my, my dad's side of the family, we're like right on the ring finger. There is an aggregate of Ooh. cartilage that just like TMI. Yeah, like my grandpa, <laughs> like my grandpa can't like move his hand. Like it was like kind of stuck like this. So you have to like and then just just. <laughs> I hope the sound effects up. are really doing it for you guys. Um, but this is just recorded on an iPhone too, so we wonder if the quality is worse or better than the it sounds Zoom better. Mics. It we'll sounded f- better when we used, you know... When, yeah. In our three-second test. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it. Maybe it's just conning us. But back to the ethics of that, right? So how... 
you have um, this, and this is before the baby's born, right? Are you saying this is before you have a kid? There's yeah. the potential. So then, what what is this? Is someone someone's someone, moaning. Someone, <laughs> I don't know if someone's in pain. No, Maybe he's like singing. He's singing. Anyway, it sounds like a bear. It it does. <laughs> I don't know if you like, guys can do that. <laughs> no, I don't think they can. That's distract- that's pretty distracting. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like the ethics of now, I'm going to genetically modify my mm-hmm. baby so that you know it can be resistant to getting you know this type of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, which they're showing more and more that a lot of cancer is not genetically um, inherited. It's actually environment. Right. Like 90% of cancers are... Um, yeah, if you're it's exposed like, to the sun constantly yeah, or... Yeah. Or just your diet. There's yeah. lots of things. Yeah. But, just right. Like munching what, lead chips. If you can make a kid have a better life, is it ethical in that sense? But then mm. in the other sense is... Like, like Huntington's disease, right? Or are these like really debilitating, cerebral palsy... Uh, it's horrible, horrible disease. Down syndrome. Yeah, I mean, this goes. To, I mean, now you're going into the topic of eugenics, right? Like this, it it is the eugenics conversation. Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> oh God. There, I mean, what a tricky, what a tricky subject. I mean, if you could say that, I mean, but it's not saying that we should, we should, you know, eradicate. I mean, because the eugenics was is really an issue. Yeah. Because you're like, you could be killing people. Right, and that's just that's bad. clearly unethical. But this is the same with before they're born, yep. that you're able to m- prevent this disease, prevent this thing from happening. It's like playing God, though. It you know, is. It's. I mean, if we haven't already attained beyond the capabilities of what two thousand years ago, you know, what we probably would have thought mm-hmm. humans were capable of. I mean, we, you know, cloning cloning a sheep is. Mm-hmm. Unheard of. But the sheep right? got pretty fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it, died, it like, died pretty quickly. But th- that's the question about... I'm curious to see what happens with this uh, this CRISPR baby, right? Is it going to... Because maybe that's incredibly... Although it's good intentioned, right? Yeah. Ideally. Right. I mean, but I mean, he's shunned by the scientific community for, sure, for what he as did. As he should be. Because there was no, no this oversight. Is like, this is like no, the new nuke. Mm-hmm. This is like the new like Cold War. Yeah. Not, but, you know, I mean, hopefully it doesn't get to that. But y- this... A human has so much capability, right? Like, there's so much potential mm-hmm. that a human can have. Um, just one, just one, right? I mean, we've seen that in history. Um, throughout, you know, recorded history, we can see just the impact of one person. And, like, who knows what can happen. Like, what? This, this is, like, limitless. Maybe this right? is the tipping like, point. This is, <laughs> this is Bradley Cooper, like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if you could be perpetually born, in, like, born a subway that, tunnel? Uh, you could be born with that capability. Maybe this, this CRISPR baby that will get born will be this limitless baby. Yeah. It'd be, it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. I mean, hopefully the baby turns out fine and there's nothing wrong with it. But if, it, if it's like, for example, Lucy, right, then this doctor is plagued this baby to, I haven't seen to live movie. a life. Um, no, no, no. Not, I mean, Lucy the sheep. Oh, the clone um, sheep. Because Lucy's also right. Named that's it. true. Yeah. What's up? What's Scarlett Johansson. It's also the oldest uh, a- Australopithecus. Afarensis. Yeah, Afarens. Afarensis. No, is it Australopithecus afarensis? Is it a Homo habilis? No, no, no. Homo habilis is later. It's later. But, right? Maybe, maybe the baby will be born severely deformed or live a terrible life, and then, 
Right. So it's like that trade off, right? Be... Is the is the statistical is it like statistically less likely that mm-hmm. they will have that Right. You know, Maybe they won't have Down syndrome, but they'll die like at five years old or something like that. Or like they'll be like a terrible malfunction where the yeah. gene that got overridden was actually incredibly important for yeah, something right. else or there was a lot of unseen side effects. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see DNA has – it's just code, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's a language that we were beginning to finally understand that it's actually pretty simple in like how it's, it's really just like a book. That Four letters. It's a blueprint that yeah. these cells use. And it's like, all right, you're you're a, uh, a you're a shoulder cell, you're a shoulder <laughs> muscle cell, right? right? So like, you have to have this is how much how many mitochondria you need to make, and because like you know you're Little more like dense. Yeah, it's right. It's yeah, like no. yeah, the guy's just like <laughs> has the yellow helmet on. <laughs> right, microtubules in the wrong. <laughs> mitochondria getting plugged. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> mitochondria just like deadlifting like, <laughs> some CrossFit. Doing muscle ups. <laughs> But yeah, like, what have we fe- have we figured it out? It, what if there, what if this really is like the cusp of, you know, just I can splice like your foot's gonna be a right foot. Now you're gonna have two right foots, and I could just, I could just do that, and right like, so like you got now five noses. Oh, you want you want your baby to have like four arms? Like I could do that. It's right. like a in, right like it just comes up like you could just like trick out your baby <laughs> right like it's like pimp my pimp my baby pimp my offspring <laughs> <laughs> because like yeah i mean this there's there's a lot of debate on even the ethics of bringing a, a human life into the world right yeah but like you had the baby has no say right sure so there's this argument like it's selfish it's that humans are intrinsically selfish we uh-huh. like to have a kid because we like to see ourselves in the kid and we want to prolong us, right? As a, as a. I mean, it's an innate human desire. To, of course, to want to no, it's, and it's completely fair, right? I mean, like you know, I would love to have a kid one day, maybe a couple, maybe two replacement value or three. No, three is not good. <laughs> You're contributing to. What if what if I'm creating a, like a really awesome kid who's gonna help the world significantly? You don't know that. Imagine you pop out three Rob Watsons, That'd for be cool. example, right? <laughs> That would be that would have so much better impact than just the negative things that the more carbon emissions that they create or the more consumption well, that they add. I, I don't think people on the podcast know who Rob Watson is. Who's Rob Watson, Chris? <laughs> He's the father of lead. Um, so what's lead? <laughs> uh, lead is a green building standard that has been um, widely adopted. It's the lar- world's largest green building standard in the uh, in the world. <laughs> And um, it has greatly reduced the carbon impact um, of buildings because they are one of the largest energy consumers uh, in the in the you know in the field of of just energy intensity. Yeah, They're they, just they, very very uh, from everything from construction to demolition. The whole life cycle of a building is extremely impactful, um, and we are developing more and more. Cities are growing and growing and growing. And they need to, you know, if we're going to try to, um, if, I mean, if you're a proponent of climate change, then there's a lot of reason to make buildings more green. And so this standard does that. Um, mm-hmm. L-E-E-D. So leadership in environmental and energy design. You've probably heard of a lead platinum building. Yeah. And uh, it's basically saying that 
buildings are 50% of energy consumption total, which is mind-boggling. Yeah. And – or is that, it 50%? No. I, mean, I, I think it's lower. No, but, it's lower. But but it's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's a, we can look it up, but, like, it doesn't matter. It's – It's significant. It's a, it's a significant fraction of energy – of the energy use and mm-hmm. – you know a lot of a lot of heating that we do um you know why yeah, heating what, where cooling. do we spend a lot of our time it's inside like it's just become which is also kind of trippy that before we were spending you know 99% of our time outside oh yeah we, we still had 90% right? of our time inside yeah we spend a lot of time inside these days and lucy lucy was walking the savanna just chilling in the trees i don't yeah i mean if that we don't know if they were in, in trees or if they were Looking over the, field, the 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 grass, up for debate. Yeah, but it's a it's a cool picture. I, I think I'd be in the trees. It sounds yeah, like a much chiller spot. <laughs> yeah, cats can climb trees, so yeah, I guess really it's not that much safer. That. Fuck, that sounds so brutal. Being in the I, savannah. I can't imagine that. Well, I can, but. But if you if you were born now, right? You could. There's some people that create incredible things in this world and that do really amazing things and you know seeing people as just this burden on society that are just going to be consuming resources and draining the planet is is fairly negative <laughs> i yeah. mean that just you know it, and there's definitely people that do that or some some really malicious people out there that do terrible things um so they might be just from aside like a material standpoint or greenhouse gas emission standpoint people that you know what might Go in, like the Parkland massacre, or just like psychopaths that will yep. do terrible things. Well, that's the thing: is this this baby, you know, modifying technology? If it becomes something that's not regulated, which it clearly we thought it was, and then here the scientist just goes ahead and does it, yep. and then some crazy guy or someone with very malicious intent uh-huh. knows that they can just create, like, they can just like pump out, just like people to do that would be that would do bad things right say you you take out kind of the the ethics yeah uh, part of your brain <laughs> right it's not dumb way of thinking about it <laughs> no i mean but yeah you could make you could make people feel like less emotions right or just keep they're just like listening to commands yeah right? robots like buzz Lightyear, like it's just you just put a reset button uh-huh it's just <laughs> Just... Buzz, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's called flying. Or oh, it's falling with style, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Would you would you try to commodify your baby? Do you say commodify? No, commodify. Yeah, commodify. <laughs> Tell your baby. Uh, no, I, w- I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. No, I, don't... I feel like it's... It sounds kind of whacked. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's so natural. Yeah. Right? Like, there's... Doing it the, the the way that it just is, I feel is that nature is, that God intended. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's it's more poetic than just like I'm splice this cheese. Let's go. Let me just insert this. Uh, I want to make my baby blue. Or... Right. <laughs> I mean, it's such like a violent thing to do. You're just like like right. stuffing. I mean, they don't have a say, right? Like, mm-hmm. and that's there's like the ethics of the un- the, the baby that has no that has no voice. And also, I mean, to to the selfish argument, like it's, it'd be good to just have you know, you'd want a baby that, you're saying you know I I created this with my with my spouse, right? We we made this 
baby happened, right? It wasn't a feat of scientific engineering that the baby right. came came into life. And, you know, it was like a, just a one person and another person creating this, this life form. And imagine them finding out, right? Like oh, later yeah. Later down the road, they're just like asking, you know, why do I have this? Or, you know, they just find out. Right. Right? It's kind of, I mean... That's like a really it's like oh yeah we like disturbing um, thing to uncover. We actually went inside your jeans when you were a little baby and we cut cut your shit up. <laughs> no, but in, if it's different, like, this, like oh like now you're not now you're not uh you know now you won't get Parkinson's like sure okay but mm-hmm. like what if it's something that the the parents just wanted like I want my baby to have like a button nose right right and it's just like you're that's kind of whack like you, so, you like this nose is synthetic like in a right. way it's natural but you just. Like, like, you ensured that that would happen without it just naturally, like, mm-hmm. you know, Punnett Square, like, this dominant gene just, like, mixed with this recessive one. It's just, it's playing God. It really is. You know, you're making the ba- you're making man in your image, yeah. right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a heavy topic. Um, so. It's crazy that we're going to see it unravel in our lifetime. Yeah, probably. We'll see the whole scope. We're going to see... Yeah. This first CRISPR baby be born. We're going to see probably way more CRISPR babies happen. And a whole country say, yes, we'll do it. Like China just goes, how about woman chula? And then they just <laughs> do it. And they like I'm have an army of what was that? That's a little rudimentary Mandarin. Yeah. And they... And then you're going to see public outlash, right? But then maybe... Right, it could go either ways, right? Maybe... Uh, maybe it becomes like an arms race where the U.S. is then like... That, yep, I was just going to say that. Fuck it, we'll big regulate. And then you could just have any situation happen. Or, you know, could they go to like Luxembourg or or like Colombia or do yep. it in places where it is legal. Right? Yeah. And then, or Cuba, right? Cuba might be like the haven of um, genetic modifications of humans. Right? So close to Miami. Ooh. Just get the huge butts, modified butts. <laughs> so you keep coming back to this. The first episode he talked about Kim Kardashian's butt, like I mean uh, <laughs> that's a that'd be a good world to live in, Chris. <laughs> um that is I mean, but that's really <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um th- there isn't there is that proposal that like this and I said it before, it's like the next nuclear arms race, right? Yeah. Even with nukes, like we if you you make nukes and then Russia's like oh like we're making some too and it's like all right well now we're gonna like make more and mm-hmm. it's that game theory of yeah well if they're we don't know if they're gonna make some but we're gonna make some and just other, in case just in case and then the other people go oh they made some let's right so now everyone them. has to because everyone needs to be on that level playing field mm-hmm. and, but like you're just pumping it's just resources like you're that sapping don't do money into something that like at the end of the day no nukes have been set off since you know 1945 God, so that, that sounds. I rarely do not want to see that happen. Well, I guess there were nukes that were... Wasn't there a nuke that was tested? There's a bunch of nukes that are tested. But yeah, I mean, we've one hasn't like been like used in a militarized yeah, way. Right. That's... Um, honestly, is a blessing. And that, that speaks to, like, the, the good of human nature, I think. That people like to say that humans are just inherently evil and, you know, have uh, such greedy, malice intent. But the fact that we've developed this massive capability of self-eradication and we haven't used it 
speak to that. I mean, of course, Hiroshima and Nagasaki were just awful. And the fact that we saw that and said, okay, no more. This is done. Yep. But and it was that it's... the whole international community came together and was like, okay, let's just not do this. Yeah, that's, it was cast. that's pretty awesome. It was cast. That's pretty cool. And I, I mean, that's something that really it terrifies me. Like, the, the chance that that at a thermonuclear war could happen and then all these things we're talking about genetic modification and like yeah, it's, you know the big, looming of artificial point? intelligence or you know China is passing the United States and India is on the rise you know or well, like, now you have this looming fear of climate change too right, right? there's then, three there's like it's like the try who gives a fuck about climate change if <laughs> everyone gets nuked right you know there's you know we're thinking about may help the climate right for now. a little bit with all that dust and all that dust <laughs> in the <laughs> you know, shooting back the infrared. Yeah, it'll really help us uh, biodiversity. <laughs> the, the, the UV. Oh, how about put us into the next ice age? I mean, it's interesting that also that people are like so worried about climate change. Yet, you know, we're our species are just getting eradicated at an alarming rate. I think we've lost sixty percent of all uh, population of wildlife. Just population. Size has yeah. dropped since the seventies. Yeah, I mean deforestation I mean, from aquatic life, insects, birds. Yep. I mean they've just been getting fucked. Yeah, There's yeah. no other way. To Watch say your it. language. No, <laughs> I'm pulping. No. I'm, I'm pulping Pulled right out. now. Pulp for the boys. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's just been. Yeah, and and there's the all you know, people say that. Well, animals and different, you know, different uh, organisms are always going extinct and there's new ones that are always being introduced. But this is, at this, you know, this is the next mass extinction. I mean, right? we are... Like the, the amount that is happening. You can't take like a prime rainforest and say, and then cut it all down and plant just palm oil and say, oh, this is natural. Like natural, this naturally happens, you know? Right, there right. Things. We're replacing the tree anyway. Yeah. So will you just, what about the... I mean, and there's so much money out there too that are that is just going towards stupid shit that could be spent right what if you took all the cash that was spent on like developing nuclear arsenal and spent it to just like helping developing countries protect prime prime rainforests right or develop a international agreement for uh, high seas fisheries right or cleaning up the oceans Right, you give it all the boy and slot so he could build his awesome cleaning machines. Yep. I mean, there's just so much out there and so much potential and just seeing seeing these rainforests just get destroyed, burned, decimated. All these all but these wildlife them back. Right? Yeah, but you can <laughs> you have like a thousand tens of thousands year old rainforest that is abundant. You know, and then you clear cut it and you just plant, you know, mono right. crop. Well, they're saying that the... You fuck the soil and... Yep. Well, even they say, you know, oh, but we're like we're, we're maintaining the carbon sink. But they're saying also that a tree needs to be alive for like 10 years for it to actually be able to absorb the equivalent of the carbon that it was originally, like, yeah. was storing, right? The carbon's so, in the soil. Yeah. Too. Massive amounts of carbon are in the soil. Yeah. That's... I'm, I'm thinking about it from just... I mean, like a climate change perspective, just a biodiversity yeah. perspective. I mean, we're we're talking about these genetic modifications. What if uh, there's these this plenty of species, amphibians, right, insects that are that have 
incredible amounts of genetic reservoirs that could be could be tapped into for who that. knows what kind of yeah, a biomedical cures or could create you know crazy new uh, materials mm-hmm. right or and and we're just kind of doing this simplistic calculation saying oh yeah we're just gonna cut this shit down and then you know just make some Ikea tables well I'm, yeah I mean and that goes there's been a lot of work right like looking at wood frogs and their uh, the antifreeze in their blood and how we can use that to preserve um, organs yeah right so it's like really cool that there's a lot that biodiversity has to teach us yeah that evolution has created if you're a proponent of evolution um, <laughs> no I'm anti-evolution <laughs> so we live in a society um and so <laughs> evolution is why over you know millions of years they nature has perfected these systems and why recreate the wheel when you have it's all there and if we're mm-hmm. just going to destroy you, these all these really really unique organisms that have a lot to teach us um it's you know it's a shame it's a loss of knowledge mm-hmm. and it's it's a loss of beauty and, and that's all I got to say about that. And honestly, I don't even I don't even blame the people that are like cutting down the trees or like planting the palm oils or you know planting soybeans, uh, because they're just they're just fulfilling a demand. Yeah. They don't have anything else. They don't they don't have another source of income, right? But we're fucking sitting here fat ass eating donuts and right? Doritos. Yeah, they fill with palm oil, and you know that's I mean that's the issue is the is the demand side. So you got to yeah. reduce the demand side. Or just help, you know, get more more economic activity in that area, so they don't have to go out and poach a rhino, you know. And well, that was a market that, that or, was you some know, bizarre right like, Chinese buyers shaman thing. Yeah, like, medic, some. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they poached like for example, they they poached huge amounts of tigers uh, because they thought that tiger testicles gave them more fertility mm. like in, in China they they think that I mean but the, the demand side really worked for example in China with shark fin soup remember the Jack Ma uh, no not Jack Ma the um, the uh, who's the super tall basketball player the Chinese Ra- guy Ra- oh you're talking about the guy that visited uh, Korea a couple times but I, I don't know who uh-uh. you're talking about oh oh um you're really you're asking the wrong guy. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, there was a big advertisement where this famous Chinese celebrity said no to the shark fin soup, and then after that, demand for shark fin soup dropped a staggering amount. Yeah. So they're just not fishing sharks anymore. They're just doing something else, and they're still you, doing that though, aren't they? Yes, of course. There's people that still eat shark fin soup, but it's 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 just the scale has has significantly reduced. Chinese government has been saying no. And it could be similarly could be done in the tr- ivory trade, right? Which would really help elephants and and rhino populations. And yeah, if we can just create new systems to to help support people, so they don't have to go into palm oil. Uh, the palm oil is so much more effective as an oil than soybean, right? Yep. It's like six times more oil. You can get more per, per acre. Per, yep. I think we've been listening to the same stuff. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really, um, it's such a tricky problem. And 
I think we we have so many smart people in this world, so much capital out there, and and our generation is really shifting things and changing things a lot. So, I know, there's a there's a really big part of me that's fairly hopeful that we can uh, yeah. We, we got to do it fast, man. There's not a lot of time left. It makes it exciting. It does. It does. I mean, it's a very exciting time with you know dawn of artificial intelligence, right and mass manufacturing right you could do you know it's the energy transition for autonomous vehicles and space exploration yes right like colonizing mars Mars. whatever we're doing there hopefully it's nothing uh we're not like extract i mean we're probably going to be extracting materials if there is something that we want from there but no there's nothing on mars that's just like a bragging thing like yeah we we did this like it's just cool it just gives gives you hope that humans have this incredible awe-inspiring capability we're able to go to another planet and set up colony just just that fact alone and the fact that like there could be people on mars and then the huge asteroid just hits the earth would be insane right that would be we'd see that coming though maybe from mars we're always imagine looking, you're on mars and you're just like, like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> damn but That'd be like, you know when you feel like your heart sink? Yeah, like, oh. That would probably be, I can't imagine. I imagine like Lance Armstrong just like on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we actually didn't say that. It was 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 like misquoted. The one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He didn't like. Well, I, I don't think he was. That sounds, I mean, they were not able to get that audio recording, you know, live stream. There'd be no way. Right, yeah, we knew, I think it was in his spacesuit, but... Oh, but how could they get that? Well, because it was in Arizona that it was filmed, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. No, but they went, I think they, they went to They the, definitely did. To the moon. Well, well, maybe the footage was not... Oh, well, what's... From the, the they, they trained in Arizona. They mm-hmm. trained because it, well, it was very, mar- it was very uh, moon-like, the, mm-hmm. the, the terrain. But how could you... and? You know, look at what we're doing. We're creating a, we can create a baby that we have, we can pick the the different genetic code. You're really going to say that 50 years ago, we were not, or, you know, 60 now, we're we're not capable of landing on the moon, like as, as a, as a race, right? Like we can accomplish amazing things. For sure. And just to say that, oh, like it's, there's no way like the government's lying to you. Like they, they faked it. It's just like that's the whole conspiracy how you discredit thing. what we can what what you know it's a pretty it's pretty simple physics you yeah know? it's pretty predictable that the moon is always facing the same side is always facing us uh-huh. and we know that like it goes around this fast and we can time it right it's just a yeah. simple physics problem it's just like the resources of the research and like I mean it's crazy that the amount of technology that was in yeah. that whole operation. And that we still use, we use less, for, you know, the medical field, right? Mm-hmm. Like the MRI was uh, created uh, for space, um, in space experiments and stuff. They, a lot of the, there's a lot of really crazy stuff that comes out of um, the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in the aerospace industry, there's um, yeah, there's just so much, so much potential that we have, and. We're going to see so many crazy transitions in our life, Chris. Massive industry transforming transitions. Which one do you want to see? 
Um, I want to see a lot of them. I want to see... I would love to see a significant change in the energy industry. I mean, and we're probably going to see that in the next 10, yeah. 10 20 years. We're a massive seeing change. It right we are now. seeing. You know, with smart grids, electric vehicles, high-speed transit. Uh, it would be really cool to see some, some new aviation methods, mm-hmm. whether it be... Um, Massively improved biofuels or solar planes or potentially being able to use hydrogen in different ways, but having more distributed energy systems and just also the waste industry. I would love to see a change in the waste industry that has not shifted in such a long time. When yeah. We're just taking resources, pure resources. Yeah, it hasn't changed for so many years. things. And we're just dumping it in a hole, contaminating with everything else. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I mean, in an economic standpoint, it makes sense to be able to, if you were to recover those materials. Mm-hmm. Like, think about how much more you'd be able to, the, the life cycle of that material is so much, you can get so much more out of it. Yeah. Right? Just economically speaking, it, it makes sense. It makes um, so much more sense. I mean, I mean, if you calculate, you know, saying, oh, well, the price of this new material is is this and it will take this amount to wash it or yeah to burn it down well, that's good you know, i mean the economics shift subsidies yeah yeah that it's, could work it helped with uh wind power and solar adoption i mean the now, now they're cheaper than coal and and natural gas especially mm-hmm. when, when you put into uh when you factor in like the carbon um impact you know wind or i think solar is is like a cheap, it's extremely cheap total market transformation on that and just the manufacturing capabilities has just dropped the price of solar by such a huge amount. I mean, massive. Yeah. And I mean, the tariffs didn't even do anything to like, like these solar tariffs. Um, they didn't actually reduce the, the, the demand all that, all that much. I mean, Yeah, but we're not, we're not manufacturing really anything in the United States anymore, which is yeah, it's bad. Which is kind of a shame. We're we're becoming too reliant on foreign markets. Um, but well, that's just kind of the way the world's moving to. It's the globalism. Yeah, just global. I mean, also seafaring transportation is something that I would love to see a shift in. Yeah. And they've got these they've got these boats now that are that are able to they have solar panels powering electrolysis where they take the seawater mm. separate the hydrogen and oxygen and f- power the boat with the hydrogen fuel cell mm. and then that's able to to get across i don't i don't really know the details but well our navy is powered cool by idea. nuclear fusion mm-hmm. I mean, no no fission. fission right like all the all of our those big um aircraft carriers mm-hmm is it just a nuclear reactor that's submerged in water and just it just a nuke? It's completely <laughs> renewable. It's completely renewable. Oh, it's not renewable. Well, no, I mean, it's, a, it's carbon free, but it's not renewable. Why? Because the waste that they're has using to be... uranium, man. True, true. Uranium is like they. It's in. It's not very common. It's only in a few areas. It's highly intensive to 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 mine, transport, process, yeah. and then the waste that's generated from that lasts lasts longer than the human race will. Mm-hmm. They're cre- they're trying to create signage right now where they're able to 
to find out how to communicate that this thing is so sketch you do not want to touch it to like an alien life form or to really? the next generation of civilization. Yeah, someone's job, someone's getting paid right now to develop signage for radioactive waste to communicate that this is incredibly dangerous and you should <laughs> not touch it for someone who doesn't even like for understand the yeah. alphabet or like right. the logic of a human Imagine there's there's a the human race goes extinct. Yeah. Right, and then there's a new breed of super intelligence that comes to to Earth. You want to? They're trying to communicate to that new entity that this waste is cached. Do not go <laughs> here. This is <laughs> avoid at all costs. That's, uh, yeah. How do you? How do you do that? How I mean, do you think not like? A, I just really don't like nuclear yeah. at all. I mean, I see. Okay, from a carbon standpoint, maybe, but it's not all about carbon at the end of the day. Yeah, it's no, about right. it's about ecosystem health. It's about it's about uh, safety. I mean, nuclear plants can be safe. Like France is running on eighty percent nuclear power, but you know there is a huge potential for 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 danger. I mean, imagine you're transporting nuclear you're transporting nuclear waste in barges from the developed worlds to developing countries, right? What if one of the barges sinks? They, there's a bunch of container ships that sink, you know, every single year. They they use they use millions of dollars in merchandise just through sinking of a ship. Yeah. What if that happens to nuclear waste? Right? Very dangerous. Scary. And then uranium, too. That could be used for for nuclear weapons as well. Right. That's... So, it just it seems very dangerous. Nuclear plants are... I mean, modern ones are more expensive than, say, building a natural gas plant. And, you know, maybe there's potential in, like, thorium or less less reactive nukes or mm-hmm. right nuclear fusion i mean that they've been saying this is 20 nuclear fusion's 20 years away for this since like the 50s yeah. they've been saying that and you know maybe that could all right that would that would be insane you're creating a sun <laughs> where you could just throw anything in there <laughs> creating mass amounts of yeah. energy but that's almost like a that's kind of like a pipe dream um would love to see it happen but you would only need like three of those, and you could power the entire world. It's wild. It's a lot of who that. It's a I lot guess of that goes into the geopolitics of it, right? Like who owns it? How is that? Maybe one company. Um, a company? You're saying privatize yeah, no, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it would be. I mean, it'll probably. I mean, I'm guessing like DARPA is probably sinking a lot of money into this right now. Um, but uh, Gary Page, Larry Page is the founder of Google. Larry Page, his brother has put in really large amount of his capital into nuclear fusion. Mm. And a lot of people have been working on this. Because it's a byproduct is water, right? Uh, or is that I'm thinking of something completely mm-mm. different? I think it's different. No, that's hydrogen. Hydrogen uh, fuel cells. Hydrogen fuel. Mm, I don't think of the fuels. Maybe the fuel cell, but right, when you burn hydrogen, it combines with the oxygen molecules and just goes back into water yeah so you can separate it use electricity to separate hydrogen and oxygen and then you burn the hydrogen and then it goes back into water yeah so it's kind of like a closed loop but you like lose that. a lot of efficiency with that and then hydrogen is so difficult to contain yeah it takes so much energy to like freeze it into a liquid right it's right? not it's profitable it's not profitable currently. at all they can do it it's unless just... we could like store it in some way where it's much better or combine it with something else i don't i don't know but 
I'd be, it'd be awesome to see this. Just move away from just taking shit out of the ground and making dinosaur juice, right? Dinosaur juice. Dinosaur juice and just Hoping. burning it. <laughs> just burning, uh, <laughs> burning old plants, dude. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's not to say that, like, you know, solar panels and wind turbines are a perfect solution, right? I mean, it doesn't work everywhere. Uh, they're not able to recycle wind turbines, right? You, we have no idea how to, how to reuse those carbon fibers or even, like, the silicon in and the rare metals in the solar panels. But I think those are all things where you can really work out the kinks and you will f- you'll f- we'll find ways. Just, like, batteries, like... 10 years ago, they're like, oh, these lithium-ion batteries will never be able to be recycled, right? But now there's really awesome new ways of yeah. doing that, either mechanical separation or chemical treatment, where then you can get pure lithium hydroxide, nickel, manganese, cobalt, separate them all out, and then create Drink a new ba- <laughs> Just bring it to your disco party. <laughs> <laughs> That's the jungle juice. That is the jungle Just pure lithium. <laughs> Gets you torqued. <laughs> the future is looking bright, kinda, Julian. What you say? We can we can we can end on this. It's looking. It's looking. Optimistic. Or pessimistic, right? It's really we're at a whatever. Crossroads, right? It's we're at a crossroads, and it's whatever way you want to go. Where where do you want to put your energy? Right, we're about to graduate school right now. What do we want to do? Do we want to do something that's going to help improve improve the planet or do something that's gonna you know accelerate its destruction right and i i don't i don't see a lot of uh you know i hate to be such a um such an absolutist but i don't see like that much that much middle ground to be honest yeah and there's a there's a lot of hope and there's some really intense challenges We'll see. We'll see how they play out. And, we'll see. Uh, it's listeners, be an exciting time. Uh, we hope this inspired you. Yeah, give um, us some thoughts. Do you think uh, we're heading in a good direction? How do you think we can change? What are the What are the best avenues to go? And uh, like and subscribe. You know, <laughs> click and share. <laughs> they already know what to do. They know. What <laughs> you guys they know. know. It. If they want to do it, they're gonna do it. But <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank you, pulpers. <laughs>